Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. You know what's funny? Tone does look like he's in owl mode right now. Uh, that's not a compliment, is it? Like, unless he intends, <laughs> unless he intends to be in owl mode. I'm not saying he looks bummy or anything like that. <laughs> that is exactly no, I'm, what I'm you're in, saying. I'm definitely in album mode right now. Project on the way. Um, you know what time it is. Blow it back out. The volume three. Uh, go pick up the latest project. Vinyl exclusive. You know, for the for the okay. for the for the speaker heads. You know, you know what I'm saying. I'm really excited about this project. Feel me. Um, it's really going to have, you know, the whole hood jumping, you understand me, um, from the East coast to the West coast. Uh, I will say the North coast, but ain't no coast. It's just more land. So, you know, you know, you know, we coming. <laughs> the North coast, do you, do you mean the, do you mean like Antarctica? Yeah. I mean, there ain't no coast. It's just more land. You just keep going. The, the Arctic, going, I mean, so, the, the Arctic circle, know? like. You know, Antarctica to, is south, I guess. I'm just trying to promote promote the album, Jay. Okay. You know, it's gonna be. It's gonna do you, be do you really have? Do you really have a? Pro- I I know you don't have an album, but do you really have something you're working on, or is it just that your wife's out of town or something? Yeah, no, no, man. This is working working on my album. You know, I uh, got a lot of features on there. Okay. Uh, you know, we got future. You know, so I got to get my boy Drake, Drizzy so Drake, on there. You know. I got, your barber I got, is I got, out of town. Your barber's on vacation. What's going on? Who's on vacation? Somebody's not home. No, nah, man. No, nah, everybody's home, man. I need all the energy. So everybody's at home, man. Like, I need the energy so I can just go in a booth, spit super hot fire. You understand me? Okay, bud. All right. All right. These Are you are we talking about, like, Sheets and Giggles promos or? I mean, they 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 own the album. They I got a, I got a song on the album. In these purple sheets, you understand me? <laughs> Blow back out volume three. Go, go pick, go pick you up a copy. <laughs> Wait, so here's the thing, Tom. With volumes, there's usually things that come before that. So if you're on volume three already, where's where's one and two? One and two on the way. You understand me? You know, uh, <laughs> three. So three's coming out first, and one and two are on the way. Yeah, yeah. One and one and two on the way. You know how we you know how we coming all day. Shout out to uh House of L Records. You know, sign me to, to my uh you know five album deal. So yeah, three sixty you know, deal. We already got three in the can, so well you know. got but, but one, you don't you got, you got one but, one one about to come but out. But you're going in reverse look, order. Look blow it back out volume three. Go check out the project, man. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed, all right? Russ, he's doing it like Star Wars, like how they they went back and did like the prequels. 
I know I know a little bit about the music business, Tone. And, you know, if you try to go to your label and say, yeah, I'm already on volume three. When you get done with that deal, you're not going to be done because they will be like, you, uh, you started at three, buddy. But that don't mean you at halfway there. That means you just started. So we nah, don't care what order you put them in. You still at one album. I mean, they 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 got they got the first two albums. They they chose not. That's not on me. They chose not to drop those. So, you know, volume three. Come, on, just keep going. All right. Yeah, I heard wild. volume one They're and too two. wild even I, for the streets, Russ. I, I yeah. already heard volume one and two. That's on them if they didn't want to release it. Volume three on the way. Two more albums. I'm out of the deal. Then we got to re up. You know, you gonna, max you max be, deal. We only accepting max deals around here. You're gonna be really hurt when they tell you these were uh, mixtapes. <laughs> None of these are actually albums, and <laughs> you have to do a whole another five. What would you even rap about from your life, Tony? You would rap about producing podcasts and ordering things on Wayfair and going to Barnes and Nobles. Yeah, picking up some cereal um, over, at, over at Pete's. Mm-hmm. Big Pete's. Uh, you know, having a good time with my nephew Elijah. Uh, you <laughs> know, the, the the topics real the the real people want to know about. You know about about a, the the boy in the game. You know what I'm saying? The producing no. game. You know what time so, it is. I'm not gonna lie to you. That sounds like the wackest shit I've ever heard in my life. Well, it's going to be very confusingly titled Blow a Back Out. Who, but who wants to hear an album called Blow a Back Out where, where no women are being talked about? And you talk about, I'm going to talk about my time with my nephew. <laughs> like, what? Not only is it a bad album, but uh, it's, it's, you're misleading people, Tone. Blow a Back Out, album. Volume 3. Go, go check it out, you know. Is 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 coming? I'm telling you, it's gonna be okay. the hottest thing right. in the street. Okay, all right. all right, everybody. You know, it's been promoted now. Go to uh, your local uh, Borders or Barnes and Nobles or Best Buy. Or you think Tone getting uh, blowback out of Volume Three at Barnes and Nobles? I think he's taking it in. I think he's taking in his own CDs that he's made at home and sticking them on the shelf next to Kendrick Lamar's new album. Shout, shout out House of L Records. Yeah. All right, so go go get Tony's new album, Blow a Back Out Volume 3. Or, his, or don't. His, de- his debut. DJ Loho. Volume 3, his debut. <laughs> oh, man. Well, welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey. I, we Neither of us really knows. What do you got there, Russ? A Cabernet? Yeah, nice uh, Cabernet. It's blood with, from as, I, as, as I have my Conserve Water Drink Wine t-shirt on. Mm-hmm. I think my mom has that T-shirt too. It's been one of those days, man. I, it's a good I just, color. Yeah. I like that color. It's kind oh, of a wine you. color T-shirt. It looks good. Yes. Uh, we got our producer Tony Gill. Neither of us knows what is happening. I think Russ, while we were talking about your Cabernet, he was still going on and doing more shout-outs for this pretend album that he's using to excuse that he looks a little scruffy. <laughs> I'm looking a little scruffy too. You you can tell with me if I got the uh, neck the Kyle Orton neck beard going a little bit. The, the like Andrew I, Luck. I'm, I'm usually pretty well uh, groomed, like right under right under the jawline there. But uh, I'm looking a little shaggy, and my my hair because I keep my hair really short starts looking kind of like like a fuzzy tennis ball. The that's why I'm us. wearing that's why I'm wearing this classic Brooklyn Dodgers hat. But uh, Tony Gill and uh, Blow a Back Out Volume Three are brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and get 23% off everything. Russ is shaking his head through this whole thing. No, because I, I, Russ, I don't think, Russ can, I don't think Sheets Russ and Giggles... Bear, 
Russ can barely tolerate this like little kid pretend nonsense that we're doing. I don't think she's and giggles wants to be included with this bum ass album. That's never dropping. I don't. They, are, they, they already got a song. They sponsored a song in these purple sheets. You understand me? You don't know what's going down in these purple sheets. You understand me? Nope. I'm, I'm cool. I don't need to know. Blow back up on three. Check it out. Go to sheetsgiggles.com. Oh, no. Slash. Slash SA. No, do go to sheetsgiggles.com. Slash SA. No, do that part, but but not the album. I don't think the album is available on there, but some fantastic sheets are 100% eucalyptus, silky smooth. That's my favorite, the sheet set. And it comes in so many good colors and patterns and things like that. You're going to love it. Uh, Instant upgrade to your bed. But you can also, it's winter. If you're one of those people that likes the flannels, you can get the hybrid eucalyptus, eucalyptus cotton flannel sheet set as well. Uh, Just go to sheetsgiggles.com slash sa and get 23 percent off everything no promo code needed discount applied automatically at checkout sports adjacent is also brought to you by BetMGM. you can go to betmgm.com or just download the BetMGM app i think that'd probably be better i recommend that um and we got a new offer for you from BetMGM. your first bet your first bet with them when you sign up and you bet with BetMGM, your first bet is going to be reimbursed if you lose with free future betting credits up to a thousand bucks. So you can, if you're hearing this on the Friday before the Super Bowl, which is when this comes out, you can bet 800 bucks on the chiefs. And if the Eagles win, you're going to get paid back the 800 in free future betting credits. So just use our promo code adjacent 1000, because the bet reimbursement is up to a thousand use promo code adjacent 1000. You can go on there. Uh, if you're getting this, listening to this, before the Super Bowl, you can bet on the Super Bowl. You can bet on the NBA. You can bet on the NHL. You can bet on futures. Just use promo code adjacent1000. Russ, I've had a cold lately. I'm feeling better now, but I've had a cold lately. Do you take medicine when you have a cold? Or are you one of those people like my wife who will like resist taking medicine tough at all times? Out. Yeah. Are you a tough it out um, person or are you instant medicine? N- nah, I, I think I believe the good Lord gave us doctors and scientists to make the medicine for a reason. And why, why am I just the, all of a sudden the toughest man in the world? Hell no. <laughs> give, me, give me all the drugs that the FDA says are regulated. Uh, I, I you, know what's, you know, what's crazy about you saying that. So like a week and a half before I left for my trip to Puerto Rico and London, I was sicker than I have been. And I'm talking like four years, like, I thought I was for sure that I had COVID. And I was like, Ooh. this is a terrible thing to happen right before my trip. And yeah. like, I woke up and I had fever. I was shaking. I went to bed at like 8 p.m. Like, bro, I felt awful. First time I had felt that way since literally like 2019 or something like that. And had it for like two days, kept testing negative for COVID. And then I got better after two days. But, bro, that two days was rough. Yeah. Well, that's a bad feeling when you're about to go on a trip and you're like, now, am I going to be able to or not? Like, is it going to be a good idea for me to go out of the country? I'm glad you're all right. Thank you. But, no, I'm I'm giving the medicine. I'm quick to the medicine, too. As soon as I start to get a a hint of a cold, I'm on NyQuil, DayQuil. What's weird is, like, sometimes, like, I've been married to my wife for 17 years we've kind of known each other and been together for like 20 years. And actually I'm not totally sure why she doesn't take medicine. She does. She takes it like if things get really bad, but I don't, I actually don't know why she's resistant toward it up front. I'm always like, let's squash this thing right now. Right. Um, And I usually will take DayQuil and NyQuil, but I don't, I don't like taking them because of the effect it has on me. DayQuil, when I take that, it makes my, it gives me almost like ADHD where like I can't focus on things 
it kind of speeds me up. But NyQuil, NyQuil gives me the most insane dreams. I don't know if that ever happens to you guys, but I have these weird, like psychedelic NyQuil dreams. And yeah, you on that Aaron Rodgers. Some of them are funny. I also I wake up if even if I take like the half dose of NyQuil, which is usually what I take, uh, it just has this strong effect on me, and I usually wake up feeling totally hungover, uh, like worse than any other kind of hangover, even from wine or anything like that. Tom, like remember when you sneezed and you thought that was a hangover? Like ten times worse than that. Yeah. Oh man, I can't even imagine. I like my drug of choice is Benadryl. I love me some Benadryl. Pop a couple beans. You feel me? Not off. You understand me? That cold is out of there. Got it up out of here with Tom, the quickness. Do, do we need to have an intervention right now? Like, do we find about your secret jug habit? Tom said, oh, I love me some Benadryl. Goddamn. Oh, my God. Did, did, he call it, that did he call it popping beans? Is that what he said? He said pop a couple beans. Like, Tom, you came like a couple sentences away from, yeah, I just crushed that joint up. And <laughs> that thing right up. I mean, like for real, like I, I don't get sick normally. Um, thank God, I'm not, I, you know, like a wood, all those things. Um, but I do get congested a lot, and as I've gotten older, I've gotten seasonal allergies, which is weird because um, I've never had them before in my life. But I take a couple bennies, knock them back with some purple drinks, some scissor. No, no, your boy no, knocked no, off. No, 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 no we wake okay. up, we good. That's not we okay. wake up the next, the you next are day. Just out of control today. Tone, you. Oh, not the scissor tone. That's. <laughs> oh no, it's definitely an intervention. Um, I, I think that I'm I'm a blender, so I, I'm like I take a, a a couple different things and make them duke it out with my immune system. <laughs> Right. This this also sounds like very, <laughs> sounds very uh, what, questionable medical like, advice. Yeah. Addict hour on sports adjacent. What are we doing? Um, so I was like, going to talk about some funny Nyquil dreams. No, lately I've had um, I've been congested too, like Tony was talking about. But it's it's net less nose and more like phlegm and like chest and like I just have to cough stuff up sometimes. But I'm not like sick. Like I don't have a cold or flu or anything like that. And that's annoying because you're just always like <clears throat> all that. So you blend mucinex, mm. and then uh, like if you did feel a cold or something coming on, you blend mucinex with uh, a certain type of Benadryl or a daytime, nighttime. But you have to watch because sometimes the mucinex has some things in it that's already in the nighttime, or and you don't want to in the Nyquil, and you don't want to double up on those things. Okay, I'm enjoying this class. It's a good class. <laughs> Save life. It's a cooking class with Russ. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I had I had three super weird dreams. One, I was with my dad and my brother in Seattle, and we met this guy who just went he went only by the name Strange Tom. And he invited us to come back to his apartment for dinner. Well that, well, that sounds like something Strange Tom would do. And my brother and I were like, absolutely not, no way. And my dad was like, uh, come on, guys, like what's the harm? And so we went and uh then the guy started cooking ch- chicken on his radiator. And then my dad was finally like, all right, this is too far. We got to go. And then I had another dream where my brother and I uh, could turn ourselves into mice whenever we wanted. Hmm. And we could go into mouse mode and back. And But then my brother got kind of too worked up when he was a mouse and he started throwing up all over the place as a mouse. That was weird. And then 
The third one is I had a work dream, which never happens to me. I never dream about work, but I had this dream where Matt Eberflus, the Bears coach, was having a press conference, but he was having it in his kitchen for some reason. So we were all in his kitchen having this press conference, and Herb Howard asks a question. And Herb's, Herb Howard's question during the press conference is, can I bring my dogs in to show everybody? I don't even think Herb Howard has dogs. But everybody, including Matt Eberflus, acted like this was a total, totally normal question. Matt Eberflus was like, yes, please bring them in. And so he brought them in. And there were these two gigantic, fluffy, fuzzy llamas. And everybody acted like they were just normal dogs. And I'm sitting there like, isn't, is, isn't anyone going to tell this guy that those are not dogs, that those are llamas? And, and nobody's Herb's. You, and you, as Herb's friend, had to be the guy to be the yeah. meanie. Buddy, these aren't the dogs. Yeah. So, this is the kind of weird, like, uh, adventures I have in my sleep. And then I wake up and I'm like, disoriented thinking that this stuff really happened when I'm on NyQuil. This doesn't, this isn't a thing. Is this just me? Cause this, I, this is not, this is definitely only happens when I take NyQuil. It's it really, sounds, really bizarre. It thing. sounds wild because Tony and I seem to like be worse than you in like wanting to take things. Yet you're the one with the strange dreams and like hangovers and stuff. I, I've never had any of that. Oh really? You don't get that from a cold medicine at all? Maybe nope. I don't drink very much. I don't know, but it, ha- it, it definitely, uh, it gives me, it it is the wildest drug I take apparently because it gives me these insane psychedelic dreams and then I wake up feeling very hungover. My boy take two two Nyquil and feel like he on that off that ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> you and Aaron Rodgers got stomach common. Y'all both feel the same way when you're done. Did you see Are his you, new thing? He's gonna do this like all right. I want four days in it. darkness to decide his future. So I yeah. heard what he said on McAfee and it's like yo, it's four days in darkness and he described the way he described it. It sounds like you're in. Like the hole when you go into prison, like they're in a a really small room with like very close together. It's pitch black. There's an opening for your food and water, but there's nothing else. And you have these hallucinations and all this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why would people pay for that? Why we have food and water? Why not just go all the way? Yeah. Like weeping the national teeth and stuff. (laughs) Thank you. Um, and we were talking about it at the studio today, and I was like, "That brother is he, something ha- has happened to him, and he is searching for something." Mm-hmm. Well, he also has this thing where he he likes to do this weird stuff, and then but he really needs us all to know about it. Well, yeah. he, he wants to do a national show this too. Well, why? But why though? Why do the thing? Why, or why say no, it on the national show? I mean, he wants the attention. Yeah, yeah. I it, I don't know about this dude, man. I hope he's gonna be okay post retirement. Um, I I mean, I don't I don't wish ill will on the man, but it seems like his uh, his search for whatever he's searching for, um, it is it, leading down some weird and not so great paths. So. I hope he gets the the help or maybe the therapy he needs because I don't I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't. I mean, and and I will say, look, he he's not the first weird athlete we've had, right? Like there have been some. Like this man, Lawrence Taylor, used to smoke crack all night <laughs> and be with like a hundred hookers and come to the game with like handcuffs from the night before. And get like four and a half sacks. So, like, we have seen a lot of strange things in sports. Yeah, I think 
like he has really wanted us to know all this stuff the last few years though and i i can't imagine that has been i think the more we know about him the less we like him at, at, at large in general I, I can i can see why you say that man, he's a really like aaron Rodgers, man i know until like, you find out what a weirdo he is yeah, yeah and i kind of wish i can unlearn all that stuff that that i know about aaron Rodgers, where i could just just be thankful that he played football and his football talent. Um, but I wonder what it's going to be like when people want like or listen less and less to him, right? Like once he retires, if he's not doing like TV or something interesting, like without football, do we have to pay attention to Aaron Rodgers? Let's go back to the days where people were like weird and private. Can we do that? <laughs> can you be a weirdo on your own time, buddy? Well, we're way past that, man. We're gonna know what all these guys think all the time. We're gonna know all. Of, we're gonna know Kyrie Irving thinking the world is flat, and Aaron Rodgers all his techniques. I I'll give him credit for this, Russ. I couldn't do it. I get kind of like you know mopey when it starts getting dark at four thirty every day in the winter time. Let alone being in darkness for four straight days. So you know, hats off to you, man, if you can make it through that. Were you uh? Were you guys? nightlight kids or were you always cool like being in the dark as a kid i'm fine with being in the i've always been fine with being in the dark when it's supposed to be dark when it's like when it's sleeping time in fact i'm like i'm way way the extreme on that where like i can't i don't want any light in the room when i'm sleeping so you've always been that way uh yeah yeah and like for example like we have a, a little humidifier in our bedroom and mm-hmm. I got a piece of black electrical tape over the little green light on the handle because I want no light in that room when I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, I, I was never a nightlight kid. Um, but if I was tired, like I'm trying to go to sleep and I, I don't need lights. So so much so that uh, cousins didn't like coming over our house because we turn off all the lights uh, in our house. And uh, they were like, nah. It's, it's too scary in there. I'm like, man, I'm trying to go to sleep. What, what do you? What do you need? What do you need a light for? What are you trying to sleep? I, another for seeing. It's an. It's another track on his new album, Russ. No nightlights. <laughs> so, I I was nightlight kid. Uh, really? Yeah. So like, I needed at least a little light in the corner or something on at night. That, that seems even scarier. Do I have the light on? Yeah, because like one you, little small light. If you can't see the danger, how do you know there is danger? So it's like whatever. <laughs> but you leave a little light, you can see like a shadow moving across the or something. Well, at least I can do something about it at that point. You just want to be well. If you're gonna kill me, just kill me. That's I don't want to see. I don't want to see it coming. It's yeah. not surprising at all that that would be Tony's position. Is ignorance is best. Just get me out of here. Like it's better not me. to know. Right. That's wild, Tony. But yeah, I was a nightlight kid until I was like 10, 11. Were you shamed out of it. Um, my brother would always like call me a bitch, but like he, and he would, <laughs> but he would do it before like we were really like cussing like that. So I would always be like, I'm telling, <laughs> but I wouldn't. I'm like, telling mom. Yeah, 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 I'm telling grandma. I'm telling Di Miller. Miller. Yeah. And so then he goes. He always used to go like, Why do you need that nightlight? It's nighttime. Go to bed. Like I'm like, I don't. It's not bothering me. Like I'm getting great sleep. <laughs> and we shared a room for a long time like for a, a long long time yeah and it wasn't until you know because it's only just like he and i and we didn't split up rooms until he was about to go to high school so i was like 12 going on 13 
and he was going on uh, 14, 15. And then our, my parents like finally let us do the whole room split thing, uh, which was great because Joe and I are so different. Like that's my man. But like as kids growing up, he was the and still is the creative free spirit. Not the right word, but like do his thing. Uh, the way he thinks about things is different than me. I was a sportsy person. And, but then the most important thing, I was like the neat freak and he is not. And so those two, imagine those two things for years colliding. And then I finally get my own. Oh my guys, y'all don't even understand. Like when they, when my parents said, we're going to make the switch. I had his shit out of there. I said, you're up, buddy. <laughs> Your lease is up here in uh club Russ. Like you got to go. All right. Well, let's get to some more important news. I know you don't want to talk about the Bulls anymore. No, we have some. No. We have some. We have some very big news. Tone, hit the sounder, please. This is really important. <clears throat> All right, Russ. We begin tonight's broadcast with the latest from Dallas. Okay. We got big news. I told you. I told you. Mo- a month ago, something is up. Something is up at the Dallas Zoo. Oh, this is coming this early in the podcast? Oh, we need to get right to this, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Wait, so wait let, the, me get, let me get some more why. Yeah. This and, is big maybe, news. Maybe a, 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 a notepad and a, a pencil to take I'm notes. I'm right here. This Investigative is, journalism happening. Uh, well, it already has happened. We're just recapping it for people. We're not doing the real work. But. No. So there was a string of incidents at the Dallas Zoo. There was a clouded leopard let out of its cage, and it got out, and they, they did track that down and get it back into the zoo. Uh, they found that someone had cut, the, cut an opening in the enclosure. There was a cut into the enclosure of a, a monkey uh, exhibit as well, but none got out. There was a, a rare and old vulture that had died from what they called an unusual wound. And then most recently, two monkeys, two uh, emperor tamarind monkeys were stolen and then found in an abandoned house a half an hour away. And the police were looking for the Dorito man. They put out this picture of this guy. He was wearing a sweatshirt. He was eating Doritos. said, if anybody knows who this is, uh, can you ID him for us? And they have arrested someone that they think is the guy. 24-year-old Davion Irvin, a self-proclaimed animal lover. And the court records reveal the following, that he has told the police... A, he did let the clouded leopard out. Uh, B, he did cut into the fencing in the monkey enclosure. And C, he did steal the emperor tamarind monkeys. And the court records show that he told police if they let him out, he's going to keep doing it. They arrested Davion Irvin Russ at the aquarium where he was asking a lot of questions, like an abnormal amount of questions to the staff about how to care for animals, for these animals at the aquarium. And the combination of that and recognizing him from the picture that the poli- that was on the news that the police had tweeted out of him with the Doritos led the aquarium to call the police, and they have arrested him. Uh, so he says that he stole the two monkeys by jumping a fence after dark. And then took them to this place that was half an hour away, 
on the Dallas light rail, like the subway or L mm-hmm. or whatever they have there. Yeah. I, and uh, in that abandoned house, um, which was owned by a church apparently, and then somebody from the church called this in to tell the police there was a real suspicious activity at this house. Uh, they also found multiple cats and pigeons and a fish feeding machine that had been stolen from the zoo. Uh, and da- according to court records, again, Davion Irvin, you know, innocent till proven guilty, but the court records are, are detailing all the things that he has told the police. Uh, he told them that he wanted to steal that clouded leopard, but was only able to pet it before it ran away and got up in the trees. Uh, man, he had a community too. <laughs> okay. Tone, let's uh, discuss a trade. What, Sorry, what, Tone. What, what draft pick capital do we have to get him out of here? Man, I thought for sure he this was not a community thing. And this was... Oh, man. Uh, we, we could take Sage Steele back for him. No, no, I'm not taking that salary on. No, sorry. I will trade, bro, a second round pick, and we'll eat. We'll eat some of the salary to get him out of here. We can't have that on our roster anymore. We don't even want a player. Bad, we just him off the roster. No, no, we'll eat. We'll eat salary just to get because, like, we we can't have that in our clubhouse anymore. He was not uh, real sleuthy about any of this. You know, you get arrested at the aquarium asking too many questions about how to care for these exotic sea creatures. But also, days before, and and this makes me wonder why the zoo wasn't a little more on to this guy earlier. Because days before these two emperor tamarind monkeys were stolen, uh, the the zoo says that he was asking them a lot of questions. Asking zoo staff a lot of questions at the zoo that day, uh, or a couple days before these went missing, about how to move and how these animals are transported. And how they are cared for. And it just seems like, especially that there had already been a few incidents of question leading up to that, that that would have been a red flag to somebody. That's definitely that uh, the old OJ Simpson. I didn't kill anybody, but if I did, this is how I would do it. Like, I wouldn't steal these monkeys, but if I did, how would I do it? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you wanted to know how to steal rare and exotic monkeys and how to care for them, the zoo's the best place to find out. <laughs> like, I, they I, know. I, I, He's an idiot, but I, I get it. If I wanted to steal some penguins, the people that could most give me that information on how to do it would probably be the people that work at Lincoln Park Cause, Zoo. Because you know what's crazy? It didn't work this time at the aquarium, and they got his ass, but it probably worked at the zoo because he probably did the same thing. And they were like, oh, you love animals just as much as we do. All right, <laughs> this, is how, this is how you transport them and get it out of here. And he's like, wow. oh, yeah. All right, let me write this down. He wants to know how they got here even. Like, he wants to know about he, their journey. He's so this invested is an animal in the animal. Lover. Oh, he's, like, he's so and, invested. His questions are like, you know, so can you feed them Doritos? Uh, do they move well in uh, Nissans uh, they, or, or Toyotas? Are, are they cool with it if you take them on the Dallas light rail? I mean, any can, light rail. Can you put them in trash bags outside of the cage? Like, does that work? They had no idea. They no, giving them no, all the all the. Bro, they were spilling everything. He like, well, shit. If I'm gonna get these monkeys, I'm gonna get some other shit out of here he too. Taking, he was taking literal notes and photos. I, I mean, that's the place to go for the expertise, but uh, bro, I mean, he, um, he, he said he's going to he said he he said he will keep doing this if they let him go. Bro, imagine if he that's crazy. Imagine it when yes. he got home from the zoo 
the day after they told him how to get the monkeys and everything, he's like, damn, I didn't even think that shit would work. They told me how to get all <laughs> shit out of there. That was, I didn't even think it would work. It, yeah, it didn't right. work this time because the aquarium people were a lot smarter. Like, hey, keep asking them stuff while we get the cops here. But the zoo people were like, <laughs> you, could you work nights? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah. You love animals as much as we do. You should apply. I, I would so like work nights and make sure that while people are resting and getting prepared to come into our space with these animals, that I take good care of them. And he just out here jacking monkeys and stuff. Like that's that's crazy. The spotted leopards. Uh, it's incredible. He want he all he he wanted to take this clouded leopard home to this abandoned home, but all he could get in was a quick pet before it climbed on top of its enclosure and went up into the trees. I don't know. Blow back up in three hours. That's all I got to say, man. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, I'm in a. I feel like I'm in a mat war with my neighbor. Right, like, like so like a, a mat, like a doormat. M A T, yeah, like a doormat. Okay. So I moved into my apartment, uh, March twenty seventh of twenty twenty two. Right when I moved downtown. Moved into this nice apartment. Everything was great. And maybe a couple of weeks after I moved in, met one of the ladies that lived next door, met her, uh, didn't meet a wife, but like she was really nice and like introduced me and like, hey, good to meet you, blah, 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 blah. I live next door. I like Were they the ones with the funny Wi-Fi name? Uh, I don't know who on this floor is that because it doesn't have a, a number next to it. The, uh, the bad, it's called uh, Bad Bitches Only. <laughs> so, I think, so I think with a Z. Yes. And so when Jason came over, he was like, Russ, is this yours? And I'm like, ah, not this time. Yeah. That was the whole <laughs> Russ also has a needle point, you know, that says that as well. Yes. It's all, he has it stitched on a pillow. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and so I put down, I was like one of the only people in my floor that had a floor mat. Like I, you guys have both been in the house mm-hmm. and I have a welcome mat right in front of the door. And so had been living here for almost a year now and a couple weeks ago i come home from the studio and i look down and i see that my neighbors have a floor mat now which fine that's that's totally fine but the 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 floor mat is so large that it covers the corner of my floor mat and I'm like, oh, no, now we got beef because it covered theirs is like a large format covers the because you've seen their apartment. They're like a corner. We're, we're both in a corner. So I have the big part of the corner and they have the flat side of the corner mm-hmm. and their mat is so large. It like jets out and covers the, the bottom right hand corner of my mat. I have a normal size, medium size mat, you know, right. Doesn't doesn't do too much. Doesn't get in the way of anybody. Let's everybody right. shine. They Sounds get like you're this, overcompensating. Bro, they get this extra large mat that's covering my and so then I get home and I'm like, nah, nah, it's beef now. <laughs> and so what I do is I lift up the corner that their mat was covering and I put my mat on top. And I said, oh, no, okay. no. I was here first in terms of the mat because All you right. might have been living here first, but I had my mat here first. I was one of the only people in this hallway with a mat. Come out the next morning. Their mat was on top of my mat. I said, oh, no, it's beef. It's, it's beef now. How much overlap are we talking here? How much is this corner that we keep covering? There's like, there's like two inches of corner. Okay. 
that covered my mat. But I felt disrespected, Jay. Like, I felt like, hey, yeah, he had his mat here, but F him. That's how I felt. So this my is mat this- is a rectangle that doesn't get in anybody's way. Doesn't It right. doesn't cross their path, doesn't cross their oh, door. Oh, you, yeah, you've mentioned this. Your mat minds its own business. We got yes. it. Yes. Yeah. It's respectful of the other mats on sure the floor. Sure it is, of course. And then they bring is, is, there, an, is there an easy the solution to this? Like one of you just moves your mat over an no. inch or two well, see, and then so, then, so then, so then. Is there the space logistically so, for that? So here's the rest of the story. So then I go home. I leave the house that next morning and I put my mat back on top. And then I get home and my mat is shifted to the left about three inches where nobody's mat is covering anybody. But now my mat is off center, which it I don't doesn't like line up with your door. So people, I, I, think, I don't like people that. think, oh, there's Russ Dorsey, the town drunk who well, you were mat. His doormat to skew who is, is always. This, this hoe in the corner that doesn't give a damn about where his mat is placed. Meanwhile, right. I'm like, how dare they shift my mat over? I had the normal size mat. And so I said, no, no, no. I'm shifting my shit back to the middle. So, yeah, that's what's going on at, at uh, the old Paragon. Yeah. So how many days into this are we? We're like three weeks. And oh, my. I think, okay. I think is it three I weeks think, of every day this is happening, basically? I We're- think I have won, though. I think I've won the battle because I've gone out for the last week and a half, 10 days, and my mat has been on top. They might just be out of town. Oh, I saw I saw one of the the wives yesterday. Okay, well then that might be a surrender. Go ahead, Tone. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Rush on this. It's, See, it's this is this is another example of a, a people not respecting the space of a black man in Tell black history. Tell him, Tom. Like, what are we doing? here? I'm sorry. Did you just add that it's Black History Month? It is. It is. He's not wrong. Okay. No, no. I know he's not wrong. Like, I know that's a fact, but that you're you're including that as context for this Matt situation. Absolutely, mm-hmm. sir. You get him, Tom. You know what time it is. This right. is our that's, time. That's all the our that's time. that's all the further I'm comfortable uh, uh, checking you on this. Go on. Because as a black man, Jay, you don't want people invading your personal space, especially when you own the space. Like, how dare they? How dare they? Get a get a extra large size that mat is big as hell, so to take up the space of another patron. Yeah, if that is not the whitest thing I've ever heard. Now I would like to point out that it's not, I don't have white neighbors. Like uh, uh, here, here we go. go. Well, here I think go. I think uh, the, one of the wives is Asian. The other uh, wife is white. White supremacy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull that card, Tone. I won't pull that card. But I will say, why, so, green, so why, why, why are you always like? Why are you always face? just waiting to do that, Tone? So here's my question to you, uh, you guys: Is the surrender only until January twenty? I mean, uh, February twenty eighth, and then on March one, then their mat goes back on top. Russ, you gotta shift. You gotta shift their mat to to the right. See, I don't like I don't like touching people's property. They did like, yours. They did, Tom. But like, where where does this end? When they stop overlapping on your property, I, I don't know. I, don't know. I know where it ends. The next level, since you've already you know gone full petty here, is you cut the corner off their mat so that it can no longer overlap. Oh, oh, man. See, that's, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's the level of passive aggressiveness that'll get got the, the guts for that, Russ? Building. No, I don't. I don't. I pay too much for this apartment to get me some beef. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got you put a note. Put, put a note and draw a line and say, hey, 
this is my side. Hello, it's, it's, it's I'll be damned like, if y'all right. keep moving my map. <laughs> right, Jason, you own a home. Can you yes. imagine? And you have gates. I have a you, fence. I, right. I, I don't know. It's not a mansion with gates, Tony. We have a fence. <laughs> but it's just a normal fence. The designated area that you pay for as property. We Yeah, it's a plot. Yes. Can you imagine if somebody was like, I would like to grow this tree right here. Screw, screw your gate. Screw this dividing line that is obvious to everyone that this is my side and this is yours. I want it right here. How would you take that, Jason? How would I would I allow someone to plant a tree on my yard? Is what you're asking? Because right. it's low key equivalent. Like I'm an apartment, so I can, I don't necessarily have it. So this is the next best thing. Well, what you have in my situation is you have neighbors will have a tree on their own property, but it drops crud into yours. It drops yeah. whatever nasty. Mm-hmm whatever comes from that tree or like I work really hard to get all the dandel to like, I actually get down with the tool and pull the dandelions out of my yard in the spring because of how ugly it looks. And my neighbors just let it overrun. And the dandelions don't know the property lines. The dandelions aren't like, Oh, we better be respectful here. They just start drifting into my yard. Although I'm doing the same thing now that I think about it because I planted some mint on the side of my house and uh, that spreads like crazy. Somebody gave me some mint and they said, don't, whatever you do, don't plant this in the ground because it'll spread like crazy. And I said, no, I probably won't. And I planted it in the ground. <laughs> so you were hard headed. Got it. And then it spread like crazy. And it has, it, it's maybe like a year or two, like another one or two summers away from creeping into my neighbor's property. So I might be that neighbor, Tom. Don't be that neighbor. If you're listening well, it's too podcast. late. The, the mint is in the ground. It's too late. Don't be that Bad person. Don't get the overly sized mat. That MP. Who does that? That is so inconsiderate. Russ, do you if think you this is like mat- a, is this a good natured feud, or, or or is this like you guys are really nah, kind of they want to the smoke, okay. Russ. I've I've had uh, in is this my playful or so I'm a I'm a do they want the smoke? Away, this I'm a month and a half away from living here for a year, mm-hmm. and I've probably had five interactions with them. They've all been very pleasant. Um, I don't. I if I'm if I'm being honest and not joking, I don't know if they realize how it probably came off with the big ass mat and then covering. No, 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 no. They know. They know. The, the, them switching the corners and stuff. Yeah, like they, that, know. they know. Mm-hmm. They know. They, mm-hmm. Now that's that's indisputable. They know. It, like, check but out, I've check. never had a bad experience with them. Oh, now. This, this this is it. This is this is how they really feel about Russ Dorsey about him being in their building. This how is their dare, how dare you have the big-ass apartment on the corner with the mm-hmm. people? Mm-hmm. Well, who, who are you, young, black, successful man? Young who are you to impede on, on, on this here property? Here, cracking cracking the baddies in there. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? So, no, nah, check, check, check the third track out on Blow Back Out Volume 3, man. Don't touch my mat, all right? Yeah, I might have a feature on Tone's album, by the way. <laughs> I, I might, I might have to give him a little. I have to give Tone a little sixteen on here. We're we're we're, <laughs> we're slowly pulled Russ into our nonsense, imaginative volume three album you got going here, Tone. I give Tone a little diss track sixteen. <laughs> Don't touch my mat. This yeah, is mad bad bitch. Before you mess, ar- before you mess around and get smacked. Yeah, I, I'd be highly upset. I'm like, what are you doing? 
y'all do y'all saw when y'all put it down on the ground, y'all saw how big this mat was that it was impeding on Bro, oh, I, I know, this is on our neighbor. Maybe we bought let's let's return it and see if we can get a smaller one. No, I they said no, nah, I bought this mat. I think I don't that's care. what bothered me so much is that it's like, yo, if you had a mat, cool. Like I actually like that some of the different hallways or some of the different apartments have a mat. Like all the mats are different. Like dude across from me has a mat. The people next to me on the other side of the elevator have a mat. But it's the fact that they didn't buy a normal. They bought a big ass like, oh, this is in front of your house type of mat. And I'm like, dog, you're on a corner. Go buy a house. Go buy a yeah. house. If you want a, yeah. a, a house mat, go buy a house. It just felt like, all right, dog. Come like, I'm mad do for you, bro. Don't do that. I'd be, I'd be super upset to happen. And it, it caught me. It caught me so off guard because I'm like, who the fuck touched my <laughs> mat? <laughs> Because I've been so proud of my mat. It's like you come home and it seems very small, but it's like, man, this is my apartment. This is my yeah. house. And you get in and you, bro. And it, and it was, I think it was the fact that for nine months, there was no mat, no mat. here. Yeah. That's who, yeah. Nine months. And then now all of a sudden you get this little extra large mat. Man. I knew you had a mat because I noticed it. I was like, right. oh, wow. He, he's like thoughtful. Like he, he cares about. He wants this to be like a home. He put a mat right. here and everything. Right. Even though it's like in a hallway. I right. I, I, I saw it. I got right. you. Oh my goodness. I I y'all, if I y'all had no if y'all saw my face today, I said came home and saw that damn mat. I like, well, who the f to put a mat down here? If if you invite us over and that mat is on top, I'm moving that mat. I'm rolling it up. Throw- Tony's gonna throw their mat down the hallway. The, the problem is now, Tony. Then, but they're not gonna think. They're not gonna know that Russ's friend did it. Correct. They're gonna. The guy did that shit. Right. I don't even it, know. Hey. it was. It was the Negro that lives next door. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's good. Jason, you can laugh, bro. I know. I know. It's funny. Not during. It's funny. Not during Black History Month. I can't. No. No. You, you can't. I won't tell nobody. It was funny. Tony, Tony will. Tony be like, and when, Russ, and when Russ said it, he laughed. Russ and it was during Negro. Black History Month. And during Jason during Jason's, his ass Jason's head on uh, during Black History Month. I'll be like, after Jason's head, I'll be like, hey, Jason Leisure laughed at a Negro joke. So there you go. Oh, I wouldn't describe it. But then, and then he's going to be done. He's like, it was a funny joke, but Jason laughed in the nonetheless. Oh, my God. The last All issue right. I had with a neighbor that I remember was when we first moved to West Palm Beach when I was like, 22 yeah the, the way a lot of this is set up down there is like how this property was where it was a really nice neighborhood million dollar home like huge home in on the street like uh out front and then behind it was like an uh a, a, kind of like a like a mother-in-law house or something that they had made into an apartment and so there was like two apartments on the ground floor and one up above and the guy, we were on one of the bottom ones in a one-bedroom apartment, and then the guy next to us was in a, was the studio apartment. It was this old guy named Brad, and I called him uh, Dirty Old Brad because that's a pretty good description of him. And we also had, like, one communal laundry area, like, around the side of the house. I don't know if you guys can picture this because it's kind of an unusual setup. You don't see this where we live, like, with the apartment behind the house. But uh, I figured out at some point, I don't remember how, that – the water for the washer was connected to our water. So we were paying the water bill for the washer for everybody. And I didn't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I told the landlord, Hey, I figured this out. Like we're paying for everybody's water here. We got to get this fixed somehow. Uh, You know, dirty old Brad's not paying anything to wash his clothes and we're paying for everything. Right. And uh, one way or another, this ended up costing him more money. She either like, 
I think she put the water under her uh, account or whatever, and then just charged more for the rent or some, some reasonable solution. And uh, I overheard one day him on the, either on the phone or talking to one of the other, you know, one of the people that lived in the apartment upstairs, just, just ripping into me for this. Cause apparently she had told him that I was the one that figured it out. And he's like, and then Jason, that dirty rat <laughs> told the landlady about the water. So now I'm paying, you know, blah, 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 blah. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Russ, this is a story that is months old, but came out in court last month. And is something I've been wanting to talk about ever since I heard about it. This is like you don't want to do sports topics today. Like you don't want to do LeBron and you don't want to do the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. I'm with you. I I like the conversation we're having about the doormat and sharing a room with your brother <laughs> and all and Nyquil dreams and yeah. Tony's album. Like this is my kind of show. But this is also my kind of sports story. And I think like you could make there has not been an update on this story in a month, but I feel like everybody kind of missed this story and they could make a movie out of this story about a theft that happened in the Milwaukee Brewers home clubhouse last season. This yeah. was last September. It was in court uh, in January last month. And uh, a, a 25 year old from Milwaukee, Justin Blodorn, is alleged to have stolen a ton of stuff. From the Brewers Clubhouse. You go ahead. You want to laugh at his name tone? Go ahead. Yeah. That's not surprise. That's not the punchline of the story. That's not the funny part. But if it, if if you want it to be, so here is the story. Okay. Okay. For for people who don't know, because I think most people don't know, this was not a widely publicized story. But this guy Justin Blodorn went to a doubleheader, a Brewers home doubleheader with his roommate and his roommate's dad. Maybe they yeah. had an extra ticket. Whatever. Uh, he says in court or to police rather uh, that he drank quote, at least 10 beers over the course of this doubleheader and passed out in some bushes outside the stadium. He woke up after everybody had already cleared out, you know, it's nighttime and everything and got in back into the stadium just by pulling on a door as hard as he could. And it opened, he goes into allegedly goes into the brewers clubhouse and steals all of these items, all of the following, a backpack, a laptop, headphones, two iPods, a Walkman. Do you guys know what a Walkman is? Y- yes. The, I didn't know they were still making those in the year of our Lord, 2023, but I doubt, there. I doubt they are. Maybe that makes this even more valuable. Uh, a passport. A lot of good that's going to do you. Somebody nice. else's passport. 
Unless you're James Bond, I don't think it's going to help. So is he is he hammered during this? Uh, probably. Yeah, I'm thinking like woke up still drunk would be my guess. Okay. Uh, sun stole sunglasses, stole a credit card, stole uh, personal notebooks and calendars. Very inconvenient. Probably like one of the one of the most inconvenient things you could have stolen from you would be like your personal journal or handwritten calendar. Yeah. Uh, he's the manager of the Brewers is uh, Craig Council. Stole his jersey, uh, stole a hat, stole a bunch of autographed memorabilia, like a bat and a hat and a jersey, I think. Uh, stole a replica World Series ring and stole the keys, the actual physical keys, to the spring training complex in Arizona. The Brewers say that much of this was caught on surveillance video. Here's the part that makes this like way more interesting to me, although I'm interested enough into how this guy got into a stadium after hours and got yeah. all not only into the stadium, but into the clubhouse. Uh, so he he while he's in there, he is texting his roommate photos of all this stuff. And he asks him much the way uh, I would if I was at Portillo's on my way to your house, Russ. Hey, yeah. do you want anything? Anything oh I can get God. you while I'm Yo, here. you want a Christian Yelich jersey? Because I'm in here. <laughs> I, I, pick one I mean, up. I'm here. I'm here already. You need anything? You need anything from uh, the club? You need anything from Pete's Market? You need would you, anything would from you like uh, Robin Yount's jersey from the 80s? I got it's right here. So he, he steals all this, and he's uh, texting all his roommate pictures of, in, of him in the clubhouse and everything. And then he uh, asks his roommate, you know, can you come pick me up? Can I get a ride home? Now, keep in mind, if you're the roommate, you went you you and your dad went to a game and brought this guy along and this guy gets hammered, drunk, passes out in some bushes. You go home. You don't even know where he is. You're just like, we can't find the guy. We can't reach him. I guess like imagine how long it would have to go and how uh, skeptical you would be of another person to just at the end of a game. Like, I can't find him. I'm just going home. Like if you and I went to a game. Like, how bad would it have to be before you're like, I, Jason left, like, in the seventh inning to go do something, and I don't know where he is. He's not answering his phone. Like, I guess I'm just going to leave and hope everything's okay. So his roommate isn't going to come pick him up and be uh, aiding and abetting a crime. So he calls an Uber and goes home. Now, the interesting thing to me is while the cops, they, they get on this pretty quickly after the guy leaves, while they're investigating all of this, they get a call. The roommate has called in to the police to rat this guy out to say, Hey, my roommate went to the Brewers game and came home with all this stuff that it, it texted me pictures of it. Like all the stuff you guys are probably looking for is right here in our apartment. Right. So the cops go to the house and uh, to, to the apartment. And this is like after midnight, find the guy and he's got all the stuff and he confesses according to the police. And uh, so they have all of this now, and now this is in court. And Justin Blodorn faces the possibility for this, uh, this, this shopping spree, stealing spree in the Brewers Clubhouse, the possibility of 12 and a half years in prison and or a $25,000 fine. Jeez. So there's a couple things here. There's a lot of things. Uh, first of all we're fortunate that you brought the story up because we actually have somebody who has been in the milwaukee brewers home clubhouse several times right tone no it's not tone it it, it is it is i jason but thank you for pointing that out so i've been in the brewers clubhouse a ton first and foremost the guy was passed out outside 
in some bushes. In some bushes. So I nobody know, saw him. Nobody was like, "Hey, there's a guy who looks like he's dead in these bushes." So there is. There are a lot of trees and shrubbery around what was Miller Park, now American Family Field, mm-hmm. and even like, the pulling on the door to get in is wild. But once you get in, you can't even get to, through the clubhouse through the level that the guy got into, right? Like there is. When you get in on the ground level, everything is below that. So this dude drunkenly found his way down to the corridor and found his way into the clubhouse. Russ, when I covered the heat to get into the locker room, if the door was closed, it was a thumbprint scan. Yeah. Like, I assume it's something like that. Some kind of high. Like, how is this guy getting in the clubhouse? All right. So it is not that high tech. It is not as high tech as that where you have the thumbprint scan. Like it is just a door that opens up. And I don't think okay. I'm letting out some type of secret saying that. Like, hey, that's not my security. It's theirs. Um This is gonna be so, like a like a Davion Irvin situation. Like I've got so, a lot of I've got a lot more questions about how the clubhouse door operates. So when you when you walk in, there it, it's like a little room, like a a, a a a little room, and then you turn into the double doors and then you walk right into the clubhouse and you have the you know the uh, clubbies, clubhouse managers, office right there, and then it goes right into all the lockers. And upon entry into the clubhouse, there's like memorabilia, like you have a Robin Yount jersey, and you have you know Cecil Fielder, and then like all these, or, uh, or excuse me, Prince. Cecil, Cecil Cooper and Prince Fielder, and all, all these like awards. And all this. so I'm thinking you're gonna say, dude stole that, tried to steal that stuff, but you're saying he stole a passport, laptop. Like, he might have gotten some of that. He he just like, it said, they said he stole some autographed memorabilia, so he might have gotten some of that stuff you're thinking of. So it just feels like that stuff and some stuff that he just saw out that he's like, oh, I ain't take this. It's in my man. pocket. A walk, man. So he was drunk, but not, but still aware. I, I don't know how drunk dude actually was. Right. Like, it is, takes, he, it he is probably a slept process. It off, right? It's a I process know. to get down into that clubhouse for sober reporters. So for sleeping off there. ten beers and a little nap in the bushes, though, I'm pretty sure he's still inebriated at that point. If he was out long enough for his friend not to care about him after a while, and got in when seemingly no security and nobody was at the stadium after you know a doubleheader, he he knew what he was doing. He, he, I mean, it's wrong either way. It almost doesn't matter. Uh, rusted drunk Justin Blodorn get into the clubhouse in Milwaukee easier than you could. <laughs> <laughs> so I, when you texted me about this story that you want to talk about on the pod earlier today, I wasn't nearly as enthused as you were because as somebody who goes to ballparks a lot and has been to American Family Field a lot, it's one of the places where people like to see your your credential more than once, I'll just say. And people are very nice up there, but, you know, it's just it's even getting the press boxes. Hey, come and see your credential and they scan it and all this other stuff. Some ballparks around the big leagues. Once you walk out to go to the bathroom and come back, they got to scan you again. It's like, dog, I've been out here. Like, you you know me. Like, you know, I just came out of here. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, And so. I might not have been as ha ha he he as you were because it's annoying to think that this dude can bum his way into a clubhouse and steal shit. And I, to do my job, can't walk in with all the credentials that 
who one would have to go in during business hours, not let alone after hours. Right. Just pulling on a door hard enough. Who gets fired for uh, not securing the premises? It, it, it would have to be some security people. Yeah, probably just the, the lowest level security person that they could blame it on, I would imagine. I mean, you know how that stuff goes when something like that happens. Everyone's looking for who they can blame instead of them. But my, my idea, but here's my thing. There's somebody there all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, all these places have 24-hour security, yeah. Like all night, all night. It's, I mean, it's, probably not a huge security force overnight at a at a sporting venue like that. But. And it, it, and if 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 they were at home, which I assume they were, because he was able to steal Craig Council's jersey. Yes. Like yeah. the, you would have the the up security, like the mid season security. What about the uh, I, I'd like? What about after he gets out of there, the roommate snitching on him? Dog, Dude. I don't want the police in here searching, knowing that you was up in here. Hey, yeah, get this man. A, I it's think o- so, too. I, I think he had no choice. Yeah. It's only snitching if the, the roommate was also a part of the, the dastardly plot and one of them got caught. My man said, I ain't had nothing to do with this. We left you there for a reason. We hope you didn't. We, we were hoping you ain't come back. <laughs> I was hoping I ain't never see you again. I had somebody. I had another roommate lined up. Real. That's why I was taking interviews when you texted me these pictures. I, I was hoping you was up out of here. So what you what you doing bringing this illegal contraband in, into my abode is not what I'm about. He is right here, sir. Here, him. It was him. I like that. Uh, I like that Justin Blowdorn thought that he and the roommate were close enough friends <laughs> that the roommate would come pick him up at the end of this. Okay, like, and, like that. and instead, he said, "No, I'm not picking you up." And then he calls the police. <laughs> like, bro, Just, like, Justin Blowdorn seriously misjudged this friendship. The roommate was probably like, bro, you realize I'm an accomplice if I can pick you up from. Yes, yes, of course. Of course you are. F you and this felony. You're trying to come and like use your half of the apartment to set up like some kind of Milwaukee Brewers Museum. Sell stuff out of here. I barely that, let you come in here and pay the rent each month. Put that Walkman on Craigslist. Russ, let's do the news. Kyrie Irving uh, requested a trade last offseason, I believe, didn't get it. Then Mm -hmm. requested a trade again this year and got his wish, got traded to Dallas. Uh, The Mavericks are the sixth seed at the time of that trade, barely above 500. Tone, Luca, and Kyrie, is that anything? Anything. Is that something we should be paying attention to, or is that a a non-factor? No, <laughs> maybe they get to the second round. <laughs> Bro. It will be entertaining to to watch them do things because all they have to do is okay, your turn. Okay, my turn. Okay, your turn. Yeah. Okay, my it's turn. Brooklyn Nets. They can bring in Steve Nash to coach this. They're team. gonna have some nights where both of them score thirty five or forty, and then they're gonna have nights where they give up a buck fifty in regulation. <laughs> yep. Like <laughs> I, I think they're wildly interesting, but won't win a damn thing. And I think that's the. That's the sentiment of mostly everybody who un- watches and understands basketball. It's like, bro, I don't think this really changes what the Mavs were. Like, they were a team that didn't play defense that got buckets, and now they can get buckets to a better extent and, and will suffer on the defensive end. So, 
I don't know, man. Like, I'm all for getting Luka help, but this wasn't the help that I was thinking of. Kyrie gets to Dallas, and the first one of the first topics that comes up with the media there is the uh, his involvement in promoting this anti-Semitic film that got him in a lot of trouble, and his kind of uh, pushback on apologizing for that for a while. And I don't know if you saw Russ, but Kyrie recently deleted his apology off social media, and they, of course, asked him about that. And can you explain? Yeah, I delete a lot of things on my Instagram. Um, you know, I've I've had things that have happened before in my life, probably not as drastic of that moment, um, which led to a lot of confusion and uncertainty, I felt like, um, and what I meant and what I stand for. And I had to sit up in these mics and explain to the world who I am when I know who I am. So, uh, you know, I delete things all the time, and it's no disrespect to anyone within the community. Um, just living my life. Do you stand by the by the apology? Do you stand by the words in the apology? I stand by who I am and why I apologized. And I did it because I care about my family and I have Jewish members of my family that care for me deeply. Um, did the media know that beforehand when they called me that word anti-Semitic? No. Did they know anything about my family? No. Everything was assumed. Everything was put out before I had anything to say. Um, and I reacted instead of responding uh, emotionally maturely. I didn't need to be defensive or go at anybody. Um, so I stand by my apology and I stand by my people everywhere. All walks of life, all races, all religions, same thing. Were those Jewish people in your family, did they talk to you about that film and were they hurt by you posting it? Uh, I've had a lot of conversations about world history. The, what con was contained in there was contained in there. I didn't agree with everything. I've been up here saying that. Um, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, my family is my family. If the media cared about my family and actually, I'm not saying all the media, I don't want to get at anybody, but if specific media members actually care to do research instead of being the first to report things, then they would know where I come from. So um, the diversity of my family is beautiful and I'm just gonna continue to focus in on them. When I'm in the court, um, try not to be distracted by y'all. Russ, a lot of non-answers in those answers for me. I'm so cool, man. Like I. I didn't know if you were going to get here or not, but now that we're here, there's a part in the, his introductory press conference in Dallas where he talks about being selfless. And I'm like, there's a lot of adjectives to describe yourself, Kyrie. Selfless would not be one of them. Um, same guy that only played half the season last year willingly. Same guy that even had to apologize because of something that he posted and then did not want to uh, take accountability for that action and then the non like all this selflessness the guy that as soon as kd went down and he started losing games like, all right i'm out I'm, I'm asking for a trade like selfless man like what are we doing here and that's the reason that i look at this situation in dallas and I'm like what what makes this any different than the end in cleveland the end in boston and the end in brooklyn like sorry at some point and this is and and and, and dallas trade away assets for a dude that is not guaranteed to return next year right like they put all their eggs in one basket assuming that all right Kyrie's gonna love it here he's gonna like playing with Luca and he's gonna resign at some point man you are now your fourth organization how much longer can this continue to go on what's well, also like to your point about what Dallas gave up I you give that up assuming you're going to sign this guy for four or five years and I'm sitting here like do you want to? 
Like, do you want, I mean, he's going to want like 40 million a year. Do you want 40 million, four years or 40 million a year, five years or whatever of Kyrie Irving? Like, do you want that? I know he's great. Like when he plays, the guy is amazing. He's a fun, fun player to watch on offense. But uh, I, that's a big liability that now multiple teams have been not sure they really wanted on their books. He's unreliable. He's Very. unreliable. Like, how do you give some guy a max deal? What what he thinks he deserves, like, it's not just the talent that you get paid for. It's once you sign the deal, I'm trusting you to play games and play in the important games and be a part. My whole thing with the with the whole Nets experiment, which is probably the the biggest failed experiment in sports history, um, is they try to supersede what makes sports great and what's essential in a winning culture. It's being there, being selfless for your teammates throughout the year. Like I don't I don't get why they think skipping that part is still gonna lead to a championship. It it never works. If you don't have togetherness on a team, especially a basketball team, like you're not gonna win anything. I don't care how good you think you are or how good your top talent is. They had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and couldn't make a conference finals. Like there, there's gotta be a a normalcy of of team that Kyrie doesn't seem to want or understand or get about winning championships and winning back. And he's won a championship. So it's just, it's it's weird that he's on this path. I mean, I don't know what Dallas is thinking that they can change about Kyrie Irving. I think he's a fully formed adult and a fully formed human being. He is who he is. Um, and it's, it's just weird that he, he makes a mess and then he leaves. He makes a mess and then he wants to leave. It's like, you gotta, you gotta stick through some of the stuff that you create after a while. There is no making him happy. It seems like he will find something. Like he, he's out there always just looking for the next problem to step into, it seems like. I have some uh, some lighter happy news from the NFL. Have you ever heard of Ronnie Rivers? No. Running back for the Rams, rookie running back for the Rams, undrafted, made the team, bounced around, I think, to a couple of organizations in that offseason last year before landing on the Rams practice squad and then getting to play for them. He was in Vegas, and he won more than half a mil playing poker. Ronnie Rivers won a $514,000 jackpot playing three-card poker at Caesars Palace. And that basically doubled his income because he, he won $514,000. He made $516,000 as a rookie, an undrafted rookie for the Rams last season. Good for Mr. Rivers. Like, that's... Yeah. That's he's a good couple. He's not, he wasn't gambling on football, Tom. Okay. He's playing poker. He's playing he poker. Won, he won on a royal flush. I was reading an article about this on TMZ, and uh, the TMZ story says that you have a one – in three-card poker, you have a one in 649,000 chance of getting a royal flush. Mm. All right. Hey, good for him. Good for Doubles him. his income. Imagine winning your income. At a it's card a day. That's a good that day. is a great day. We're not seeing rest for for a couple of years. All right, all right. <laughs> relax, relax. And finally, Russ, an animal in Australia is literally working itself to death to get laid. Hmm. The male northern 
Quoll. Quoll. Q-U-O-L-L. What was that, Tone? Does it go on? Oh, yeah. You'd like to hear more. Uh, the, the northern quoll looks like – I wish I had a picture of it here to show you, but it looks kind of like a squirrel or a mouse, but it's the size of a cat. There's a lot of weird animals in Australia. This lives in western and northern Australia. Uh, but anyways, these animals are walking – So the male of – the male northern quoll is walking so far and sleeping so little in pursuit of a mate that its body is falling apart and it's dying early. Researchers from the University of the Sunshine Coast and University of Queensland in Australia put trackers on quolls with video cameras and learned that they fail to find food, are too tired to avoid predators and vehicles, and die from exhaustion because of the physical exertion they're putting in uh, looking for a mate. And so, for example, one of these quolls that they tracked, they named it Moy Moy, uh, walked six and a half miles in one night trying to find a mate. That is the equivalent of uh, a person, Russ, walking 24 miles in a night trying to find uh, a lady. Quolls, uh, by doing this, they further deteriorate physically which, you know, even hurts their chance. It sounds like their chances are not good if they're having to walk six and a half miles to find a lady quoll. But on top of this, during their strife and exertion, they are losing weight, like not in a good way. Uh, sure. they, be they become mentally kind of deranged and act uh, recklessly and aggressively. They attract parasites due to lack of grooming. They experience like balding. Their fur is falling out and getting patchy. Uh, they become scabby and full of ticks. What a Making an already tough job even tougher. Well, the women at. Tone, this was you like three years ago, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore because Blow Your Back Out Volume 3 is coming. Ow, Blow Back Out Volume 3 coming out. Store near you. Let's go. On, That's on the that, news. On that note, uh, this has been a fantastic episode of Sports Jason on our road to 200 at 101. And gentlemen, it has been fun being back with you guys the last couple of weeks after being out of town. Like we are trying some different things as a pod to to make the listening experience better for you guys and making the viewing experience on social better for you guys. So make sure you're following our Twitter account. Make sure you're following our IG account. We're posting more at Sports Adjacent Pod on IG. We're putting reels and stuff up. Um, make sure you're sharing the podcast with your friends when you download it on Apple Music or Stitcher or, or uh, Apple, wherever you get your podcast content. Um, make sure you're supporting uh, Tony's lovely sponsor and a uh, friend of ours, Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash sa to get your discount from our friends at Sheets and Giggles. Uh, they're the best. Get the flannel boys, as Tone calls them. Uh, <laughs> the I, think that's, I, think, I think that's a track on the album, Flannel Boys. Flannel, flannel Boys. boys. <laughs> the fifth track. Check it out. Oh, really? Also, okay. And then you got the Long Boy, which is the sixth track. Yeah. That's, that's the remix of the Flannel Boys, so the Long yeah. Boy. The Long can, Boy. Can you write out the tracks for us? By the time this episode comes yeah, out, get, make put, us a 13 track track list, Tom. Can we, can we put that on social media Friday when this comes out, please? Oh, yeah, I got you. 
the track Sorry. list for uh blow it back out. <laughs> Tony Gill's got three. Volume three. Volume three. This, this, volume is, three. this is a, a thousand percent going to be something he just forgets about by the end of the night. Also, uh, our friends at Bet MGM. The Super Bowl is coming up. By the time you listen to this Friday morning, you're going to have a couple days to make bets. And you can get a risk-free bet. Your first bet on BetMGM using promo code ADJACENT1000. If you lose, you get your money back up to $1,000. So go on to BetMGM, right? And use promo code ADJACENT1000. That's ADJACENT1000. Phone them. I might have to do yeah. that. Yeah, unless I'm trying to get make some makes a little bit of money yeah. uh, off yeah. this old Super Bowl. Uh, I made a decent amount last year. Gentlemen, anything for let the fine folks go. If you're listening to this after the Super Bowl, I'm sure you can already bet on the next Super Bowl on Bet MGM. You can mm-hmm. bet hockey, basketball, everything on there. You can bet futures, parlays, player props, all those things. Bet the long over boy. At, over at Bet MGM. I'll always bet the long boy. Tone, what day does the album drop? Uh, it drops uh, March 14th. You know, be on the lookout. Vinyl exclusive. You know, you get a free uh, merch uh, with the purchase. You get a free merch. Yeah. Uh, you get a free merch. Like, do you yeah. hear yourself? Yeah, we get a free merch <laughs> with the purchase what is of a vinyl. Free merch? Of the hard copy. You, it's a surprise, you know. We're doing a mashup. Collaboration. So, All right. So Peace and giggles. Colin. The joint not coming out on March 14th because they go hit you with that. Hey, samples didn't clear. Sorry. So, hey, we get all Colin McIntosh in there. Did I hear a quick Colin in there? Yeah, we get, you know, shout out to Colin. He, <laughs> okay. He's going to, he's going to give it a feature on the, on the track. Shout out to House of L Records, DJ Loho. You already know what time it is. Is this like when we do sports cliches? You're just doing like album drop cliches? Yes. Is, is that what this character is? 100% what it is. Shout out album, to the label. Album mode tone. You know, big chain. Okay. Big chain, sports adjacent. You, you don't have a chain on right now. You know what time the it SA, is. The yeah, SA yeah. chain will be icy, though. Like, oh, we're like, bad, we're we like Bad Boy or Death Row or whatever. We should get some chainage. I do agree with that part. We need we need chainage. I need I need to show off. House of L. I need to, I need to rock House of L records. Okay. While, right. while, while Tone figures out his album date, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.